I got a girl with a mind on love The kind of love that is dangerous It knocks me down but I get back up Hey everyone, welcome back to Kevin and the Wu-Tang Clan. Today, I have my brother back on the podcast as we talk about week four of the NFL season. A quarter quarter of the way already done with the season. We talk about everything from um, some of the helmet-to-helmet hits, recap all the games that end up happening happen during week four, And then we also preview week five games. So, guys, tune in as we um, talk about all those things. And, uh, yeah, let's give my brother a call. Hello. Hey, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Can't believe it. Week four is already in the books. Um, man, some craziness happening this week. Mike, what were your general thoughts have uh, from this weekend? Yeah, definitely one of the crazier weeks. A lot of unexpected results, uh, which we'll definitely get into. But um, honestly, one of the more enjoyable weeks of football. A lot of close games, um, a lot of exciting games but also a lot of surprising games. All right, so Mike, where do you want to actually start? Because I think you alluded to it in that statement in terms of some of the surprising games slash results that ended up happening from this weekend. What do you think was surpri- like the most surprising thing that ended up happening this past weekend? Yeah, I'd say the most surprising game for me was that Browns-Ravens game. And... Uh, Close second might be the Buccaneers Rams game. Yeah, I I'm actually surprised you pointed to the Browns Ravens game because I guess the perception going into this weekend was the Browns were a little bit down and a lot of people were pretty high on Lamar Jackson Jackson and the Ravens. But yep. I think the clear surprise for me this weekend was actually how how the Buccaneers put up 55 on that Rams defense and in terms of the way they looked um, in in the way they moved the ball I thought they could have probably put up more points which is actually kind of crazy to think about Um, but putting up 55 against this Rams team just completely surprised me Um, what were your just general thoughts on like how Jared Goff looked in this game uh, Jared Goff did not look great, not going to lie. He finished with 45 of 68, 500, over 500 yards, um, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. So overall, not a great day for Jared Goff. Um, yeah, no, I don't think Jared Goff was too impressive in that game. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, the eye test, we've talked about it for the past two weeks, but he really hasn't been able to hit those wide open receivers. Yeah. And I think it's kind of interesting how Jared Goff has become one of these guys now that I think in a lot of like NFL media circles or just like general media circles and uh, general media circles that he's kind of being looked at one of these guys that's scapegoat for um, the Rams in terms of pointing to some of their struggles um, pointing to a last off, 
to last season uh, during their Super Bowl appearance um, and how he wasn't able to get the offense going. And now that he's had this offseason, come off, come, come off it with a huge um, extension, uh, there's a lot of criticism starting to go his way um, in terms of whether or not he deserve, deserve that extension. Um, so I think there's like a lot of, I, I guess there's a microscope on him now in terms of his performance and how he's being compared to one of the top uh, quarterbacks instead of just looked at as like a game manager. Yeah, no, he's definitely getting some blowback, and that's going to happen if you sign a contract of that size. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's well-deserved criticism. Um, he, he has all the talent. He has the running back. He has all these wide-receiving options. Um, I mean, the offensive line isn't, isn't like Bengals or like Browns bad. So, I mean, he he should be able to play a little bit better, um, and his decision-making should be a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also going to sort of call out Aaron Donald here. Um, Aaron Donald, I mean, first of all, the team put like 55, could have been more, but also Aaron Donald, six, I mean, he, he only has one sack for the entire season. Like, it doesn't seem to be a good season for um, Aaron Donald and this Rams defense in general. Yeah, I mean, I think this game kind of exposed some of the flaws that they ended up having um, throughout the season. Um, I mean, like last week, it's not like they had, they had like only gave up 13 points against the Browns team. I think people were pretty high on offensively and to Mm -hmm. give up 55 to uh, the Buccaneers kind of comes out of left field. And I I just kind of know, like when I was following this game, I was like, is that like a misprint in terms of how many points the the Rams are giving up in terms of, you know, I saw the, saw it like at 45, 40, and I was just kind of mind blown by the, the score line. So um, pretty incredible result. And maybe we chalk it up to one of those like fluke type of weeks, but I think in general, kind of looking at the week as a whole, a lot of the perceptions going into the week, uh, going into week four, I'm not exactly sure they really held up. Kind of just like, let me just kind of go through a quick, like, uh, roll through. Like, the Chiefs ended up having a really close game against the Lions, so maybe the Lions are a little bit better than what a lot of NFL media people thought. Um, The Packers end up losing to the Eagles on Thursday night, 34-27. Even that, even the Colts team that a lot of people were maybe, like, semi-high on, 31-24, although they were dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, the Patriots kind of struggled with this Bills team, 16-10 to win. Um, I thought a, another really surprising game to me was that Cowboys-Saints game where the Saints ended up only beat – or Saints beat the Cowboys 12-10 to with the backup quarterback. And I think a lot of people were kind of disappointed by that offensive output – uh, by the Cowboys, which I was really actually shocked by um, to only put up 10 points. Um, and you kind of look at like what Zeke got paid and him only getting the ball, what, 18 times for 35 yards. I mean, that's just not good enough 
at all. Um, yeah. Like, I thought the Cowboys' defense looked great, um, but their offense definitely struggled. Like, that, no touchdowns, one interception, threw for 230, 223 yards. Not good enough for them. Um, when your leading receiver is uh, uh, recently coming back, Jason Witten, it's it's a little bit disappointing. And I think it just really opens up um, – like if you kind of look at the NFC and um, I don't really know like who the team, like the playoff teams are like I'm counting right now. There's six, nine, 10, 11, 12. There's 13 teams at two and two or better um, mm. in the NFC, 13 out of the 16 teams. So you, it's, it's clearly, we clearly don't have a, firm grasp on like who's kind of separating themselves from the NFC. I think the AFC is a little bit, has a little bit of a clear picture with Kansas City and New England uh, kind of separating themselves at the top of the pack. But the NFC is just kind of like a who's who of like I'm not exactly sure who's moving on. Um, You know, a quarter of the way um, of the season down and I'm not I don't know if I have a firmer grasp on like who's going into the playoffs. Yeah, the I have to say the AFC. I mean, there are definitely some um, divisions that are really tough to parse out. Um, this AFC North, AFC South, but yeah, Kansas City Patriots. Those are the two kind of clear cut favorites there. Um, for the NFC, it's kind of jumbled at the top, like what you were saying. And uh, every single division kind of has a lot of unclarity, um, at least for me. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just going back to the games, Dallas Cowboys versus Saints. uh, Yeah, the the Cowboys defense looked good. Didn't get to watch the whole game, but I guess when you're playing Teddy Bridgewater, um, I mean, you're going to look – I mean, not bad. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater isn't like a – he's like a B-minus quarterback. Right. Um, but yeah, like Zeke, 18 carry, 35 yards behind that offensive line. Like that's that's just simply not good enough. Yeah, it's it's really not good enough at all. And um, I think a lot of Cowboys fans coming into um, this game were fairly excited just because they started off 3-0. Um, they could really put a stranglehold in in that division. Um and then they're now only one game up uh, against uh, Philly and the surprising New York Giants with uh, Danny Dimes, I guess. So it's it's a little bit surprising that they weren't able to finish it up um, and and really put a better performance in. And with Dallas having Green Bay this coming weekend, uh, that's not an easy game at all either. So that's going to be... One, I think that's like one of the marquee games for the upcoming week. But yeah, just looking at it in general, um, I thought there were a lot of surprising results. Another result that I found fairly surprising too was like Panthers 16, Texans 10. Um, and I think like maybe that's a microcosm of what the AFC South looks like in terms of like who knows like maybe your Jaguars like you predicted earlier in the season like might be the best team in that division like remember we we're pretty much out on them 
from like mm. week two. And then now it's like everyone in that division is two and two. So like, I just, there's just so much uncertainty in the ASC South that, yeah, maybe your Jaguars, like you're predicting, are actually the best team in that division. Yeah, I mean, that ASC South is probably the hardest one to parse out. But, um, yeah, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans. I mean, we like the Panthers there. Um, we definitely, I mean, I, I think, you know, we liked the Panthers for that game. Uh, we liked what we saw with Kyle Allen. Um, and, yeah, like, for me, that was not as surprising because I never – I haven't bought into this Houston Texans team. I I like Deshaun Watson, but behind that offensive line, like, he he is getting hurried, like, six sacks against him, um, against the Panthers. The defense for the Panthers is all right, but, I mean, six sacks, a lot of pressure for Watson. He only averaged four and 4.8 yards, um, which is – kind of incredible zero touchdowns zero interceptions um yeah it's i mean the panthers are a team that i kind of like now with kyle allen um and yeah i i mean i did want to talk through this browns ravens game quickly as well um yeah i just wanted to get your thoughts here there's a lot of early like week two week three week one hype with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, but I mean, are you buying into this team after what you saw against the Browns still? I mean, I don't know if I really fully bought into the hype train of Lamar, like yeah. going into week, like week three, but like that, I think that was kind of like maybe to sell some of the, some of the game between him and Patrick Mahomes and like really build that up going into week three. And then, like for them to to lose to the Browns, which was like perfectly conceivable to happen, I think it just was a lot more surprising just because of where the Browns were coming from and losing to the Rams. And a lot of people just kind of thought, oh, okay, like Cleveland's not as good as what we thought. And then they put up a really good performance again against this Browns team um, on the road. So it's, I think it is surprising rising in some ways but I think it just kind of shows like how far Lamar still has to go in terms of being able to carry a team and like the gulf between someone like him and like Patrick Mahomes is a really sure. a really big one and maybe on like the flip side when looking at like Cleveland maybe we're just kind of, like I think a quarter of the season in it kind of crystallizes a lot of like a lot of teams is I guess performances throughout the season and Cleveland's like two and two like they're gonna get a lot of good stuff that ends up happening like this uh, Ravens game and then they're gonna get a lot of struggles like some of the uh, struggling uh, struggles play calling from Freddie Kitchens last week against the Rams so like I, I think they're I think this team is like while they have some really talented players in like OBJ and Nick Chubb who ended up going off in this game, I think they're it kind of points to some of their inconsistencies overall of like how we pretty much saw this team going into the year of like, yeah, we don't really see them much more than eight and they maybe nine and seven. Um, and that's kind of what they're projected in terms of going uh, to the rest of the season. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, I mean, I I think it was surprising. Um, but yeah, like yourself, like the Ravens had played, I believe, the Cardinals, and obviously the Dolphins killed them. Um, yeah, I mean, they haven't been able to get a win against a winning team, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, well, the jury's still out on them. Um, for me, the game of the week, the best game was the Chiefs-Lions game. Um, I mean, the Lions look legit, whereas the Chiefs, um, Patrick Mahomes didn't really stuff the stats for that game, zero touchdowns, but, I mean, that game-winning drive was pretty amazing to see his poise and his ability um, to just do it all and get the win no matter what. Yeah, that fourth down run by him on that last drive was just mm-hmm. pretty incredible, and, like, it's one of those things where he's starting to get to this point where if he has the ball in his hands and like they need a score, you pretty much know, like you pretty much expect them, expect them to score at this point um, when they need it. And it's kind of, and even though they did struggle during that game, like when they needed it, Mahomes ends up coming up big during that last drive. But I think that I think they said more about kind of well, I think it revealed a couple of things. I think it kind of showed how good the Lions are actually are and they're a a team that I think a lot of people won't be underestimating any anymore because they this kind of thrusted them onto um the national kind of um I guess sensibility of a lot of people that maybe haven't been following the the Lions and they're maybe just like, oh, wow, the Lions can kind of hang with some of the best teams. And I think it also points to a little bit some of the struggles that the Chiefs have in general. Like, I think later and later, as they go later into the season, some of the struggles will have defensively maybe stopping some of these teams. Um, that defense isn't like one of the best defenses at all. Like they're solely relying on, I would say a lot of what Patrick Mahomes can kind of get them um, in and out of, in terms of like some of the uh, trouble that they get into uh, defensively. Um, so I think that might be the worry. Like, if I had to choose between them and them and the Patriots, I think I'm I'm giving like the slight slight edge to the Patriots just because like mm. Brady kind of can turn it on um, at certain big moments. So like offensively, even though pa- the Patriots struggles are you know warranted, obviously it's just kind of like. I trust in Brady that he can get it going. And that Pat's defense is just kind of ridiculous right now. So, um, and they're just a lot more well-rounded. So if I had to give someone a little bit of an edge, I'd probably give it to the Patriots. But yeah, I I think the line, like overall, this kind of showed a little bit of both, like the lines are are somewhat legit, but it also kind of contributes to like defensively how the Chiefs aren't like the best team at all. Yeah, that was it was definitely my game of the week. Um but yeah, against the Lions, I was kind I was really really impressed with uh Stafford actually and that running back Curryon Johnson. Um mm-hmm. unfortunately played against him in in some leagues 
And uh, when he fumbled, definitely was hoping that they just take him out of the game. But, I mean, he looked good. He seems like the bell um, bell horse, like bell, bell cow back. Um, and it looks like they're going to feed him. Yeah, it looks like the Chiefs on offense, um, I mean, they put up 34 points. Nothing nothing wrong with that. But it seems like they were just not at their full potential. They're at like 70% right now, 80%. Um, missing Damian Williams. Um, and also missing, uh, obviously Tyreek Hill. So it's, you know, for me, they're not at a hundred percent yet. And I know they're putting up a lot of points, but I think that there's another level to this Chiefs team. Whereas for the new England Patriots, I'm just not sure that they have that. I, I mean, there's such a veteran team, but I mean, Tom Brady against the bills, uh, no doubt the bills at home are a formidable team. And, um, you know, they have a great defense, but he didn't look good at all in that game against the Bills. Uh, I think, let's take a look at the stats, but, I, I mean, yeah, 18 for 39, 150 yards, th- average 3.8 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. Like, it's pretty abysmal. Yeah, it was not great at all. Like, not a good Brady game. But, like, these are the types of games that I think Brady would, like, end up having a bad performance and the Patriots would end up losing a game like this, um, especially away at the Bills. But they ended up mm. pointing it out 16-10. So, like, I think it says more about, like, them defensively and what they were able to get. Like, on the day, they ended up getting four interceptions, three off of Josh Allen and one off of Matt Barkley. Um, so, I think it says a lot of about what that – Pat's team is in terms of how good they are well and and how well-rounded they are. Yeah, I mean, I just can't wait for them to play some real... I mean, they're not going to play any real competition for the next three weeks. Uh, they have Redskins, Giants, then our Jets, of course, but I mean, then they have some tougher games here. They have a what I'd say is a six-week stretch against some legitimate teams. Um, playoff teams. They have the the Browns, then they have the Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. So they're not going to be tested for me. They'll be seven and zero. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, hopefully, sending some jinx um, and some bad voodoo over to the <laughs> Patriots. But pretty sure they'll be seven and zero for the next three weeks, and then they'll get tested. Yeah, I think that six week stretch that you mentioned is going to be the key for them in terms of seed and positioning in the AFC in terms of like whether they're going to be cruising to like a 14 and two type of season, or if it's going to be something a little bit more pedestrian, like more in line with what we expect of like a decent to good team in the NFL of like 11 and five or 12 and four, which is like good, but not like, and not like one of the best teams of like 14 and two, 15 and one, which I think is in within the realm of possibility for them, especially with how they look defensively. Um, mm. I think the I think in terms of like how bad Brady looked, I think it can, tr- it, it kind of says a lot about how, how good that Bill's defense is and kind of like what they'll be riding. Um, as they try to make a playoff push too, like, you know, Josh Allen wasn't great in this game at all. And then he ends up kind of taking that head to head, uh, helmet to helmet hit. But I think it just kind of says a lot about like 
what they are as a football team. Like they're going to kind of try to run the ball a decent amount um, and really rely on their defense. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, that makes sense. And, um, you know, I, I see that team sort of going four and two, five and one for that stretch, that game against the Chiefs. Um, I know New England's going to be at home. They're going to be fired up for that game, but I, I, I'm, that'll probably be my game of the, of honestly the season. Yeah. I mean, it's shaping up to be like that uh, a couple weeks down the road for sure. So I, yeah, that's probably one of those games that like everyone's going to be watching um, to see like a potential preview of the AFC championship game. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup a couple weeks down the road. Is there any other games this past week that kind of jumped out at you or that you wanted to talk about um, before I think, um, I wanted to get your comment on one thing before we moved on to like previewing the games for uh, week five. But is there anything else that kind of jumped out at you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just go with some quick hitters here. Um, Eagles, Packers, I, honestly, Aaron Rodgers, they had that game. The Packers yep. had that game. They should have won that game. Um, yeah, Devontae Adams doesn't go out. Eagles had no one to cover him. Um, Packers had that game. I, I still feel good about the Packers the rest of the season here. Um, Titans, Falcons, I can't get a read on. I, I think the Falcons suck. I mean, I haven't been a huge Falcons fan uh, throughout the podcast. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you can't, yeah, if you yeah. can't take care of the Titans, uh, Devontae Freeman doesn't have it. I, Dan Quinn, I mean. What about Matt the Ryan? Matt Ryan doesn't have it. It's just kind of uh... – I don't know. I'm I'm so surprised, like, what this team looks like. Yeah, I mean, he looks average. I mean, not not like a – he just looks average. He doesn't look like a bad quarterback, in my opinion. He's just perfectly average. Um, Devontae Freeman, I mean, they they just got to start giving the ball to Ito Smith at this point. Um, Devontae Freeman has not, not looked good whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I can't get a read on this Titans team just yet. I mean, they're in the AFC South. Uh, no one could get a, uh, a read on any of those teams. Um, Raiders Colts. We did. I mean, I have kind of liked the Raiders <laughs> with John Green. Um, and they did look quite good. Josh Jacobs here, our rookie running back, um, who I did trade away, uh, in fantasy. So we'll, we could talk about that later. Um, Chargers, Dolphins, don't need to talk about that. Giants, Redskins, I, I mean, I, I thought the Redskins might be they're something. Bad. They're, bad. they're bad. They're, just they're bad. bad. Two close games with Eagles, Cowboys, and, like, they weren't out of the Bears. I, I mean, yeah, they kind of were, but. Um, they're just not yeah. good. They're not, they're not good. good. And it looks I'm like out. they're transitioning to the Haskins. So, yep, I think um, they know it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Okay. They're just not right. a good team. Yeah. But are the Giants good? No. With, uh, no. I I'm not on the bandwagon yet. No. Nope. No, I know. We we can't be. We're Jets fans, and uh, we will forever hate on the Giants. No, but... I'm. I. You could put me in that camp, but I'm looking at this objectively. They're one kick away, and then like, I mean, this Redskins team is terrible, but they're one kick away from being like one and three. You know what I mean? Like that, the Bucks had that game. They should have won it. Uh, their kicker missed the, you know, missed that 
34 yarder to end the game last weekend. So like they're one in, they could be one in three. Um, I think this Vikings game will tell a little bit, even though the Vikings ended up having a terrible week against the, uh, the bears and losing to chase Daniel. Um, and a backup quarterback and Kirk Cousins getting getting yelled at on the sidelines by uh, Adam Thielen and uh, his receivers and all this uh, all this stuff and it seems like there's kind of this discord going on in terms of the play calling um, with their wide receivers but I mean I think that's going to reveal a little bit more in terms of how good of a team uh, the Vikings or the Giants are. Uh, next week like the next two weeks are going to kind of be this measuring stick of like are the Giants good and I I think it's going to be revealed that they're not very good at all Um, so I'm not really expecting too much out of them this week or the following week yeah I'm uh I'm I'm excited to see that Vikings team I I think the Vikings are pretty decent. I don't think Kirk Cousins is the worst quarterback, even though he has looked at um, almost like Derek Carr. Like Derek Carr, a few years back, like had a few had a few really decent years. I don't think you lose that ability um, to some degree. So, uh, yeah, I mean, count me as a potential believer in in the Vikings and, and Kirk Cousins to hopefully turn around, especially with the weapons he has um just going through some other um you know games Seahawks Cardinals I mean nothing particularly impressive with this game or nothing particularly like standoutish to call out um I don't Tyler, think it reveals much I think it just kind of confirms a lot of the things that we've already thought about yep yep Seattle's going to run it Russell Wilson's good Kyler Murray honestly not that good. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, maybe not even. Maybe it's not even that good. It's just kind of like is the play calling good enough? Like is Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah. So like that's like that's I, like a whole different story. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into, but yeah. like it just I don't know. Is that relationship good enough? Um, I don't know. It's tough to kind of evaluate a rookie quarterback like that, but. Um, yeah, I think you have to get, kind of give it some time. Um, I, I mean, the other couple games, like the Steelers beat the Bengals 27 to three. I mean, the Steelers could have gone 0 and 4. They're 1 and 3. I mean, I'm not exactly sure they're that good, especially with Mason Rudolph as quarterback. Um, so that can be, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think they're a playoff team, um, especially with the way they've looked so far. Um, I mean, this Bengals team's not good at all. They'll probably be Jesus, one of the that offensive line is, I yeah, mean, worse in the league. Worse in the league. Um, one of like, one of the worst yeah. I've I've seen. Yeah, they're not great at all. So like, they'll probably be like top five worst team in the league this year. Um, so nothing to write home about with the Steelers just yet. Um, and then the Jaguars end up winning 26 to 24 against I think a pretty surprising 0 and 4 Broncos team who's been fair they've been fairly competitive in each of their games like mm. um and I think it's a little bit surprising that they're 0 and 4 
Um, they've pretty much lost within one possession of each game that they've been into. They've been in this season. So I think it's a little bit surprising, but Gardner Minshew's kind of like this kind of uh, fairy tale type of um, story that's going on. Um, rookie sixth round quarterback and Leonard Fournette kind of showed something this week running for 225 yards. Um, so he showed a little bit of something this week, um, kind of reestablishing the run game um, against Denver. And I just think, uh, yeah, like it's just a toss up in terms of like what that ASC South is going to bring. Um, so maybe you should stick with your guns and uh, stick with the Jaguars. Yeah, my, I mean, Gardner Minshew has not looked bad at all. Leonard Fournette, uh, he's always had the talent. Um, I mean, the Denver Broncos' run defense has never been particularly good um, in last year or, honestly, this year. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco hasn't looked horrible. I, I, we, we've been saying all these, like, quarterback stats. Um, Joe Flacco, 22 of 38, 300 yards, eight, you know, averaging eight, three touchdowns, one interception. I, I mean – He's getting a lot of, you know, blame for this 0-4 Broncos start. But you know what the Broncos kind of remind me of? They they remind me of my fantasy team, 0-4 right now. Really close in every game, putting up some points. Um, half just not talent. good enough. Just, just not. I mean, oh God. I'll, I'll talk about the Bengals-Steelers game just to call out, give the ball to James Conner in that last two minutes. Or just throw him the ball. I can't believe it. I lost by one point. I, he had a huge game. Jalen Samuels just robbing me of my, my first win in, in one of my fantasy leagues. Thankfully, the other one's going pretty well. But, uh, yeah, it's it's disappointing, the Broncos and um, my fantasy team. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Broncos are too bad, to be very honest. They lost Chubb um, to injury, so it's not going to get better, honestly. They play the Chargers, Titans, um, who look pretty decent, then the Chiefs, Colts, Browns, Vikings. I mean, it's, it's kind of murderer's row. It, not murderer's row, but it's 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 a tough set of games. Every week is going to be a battle. Um, so, for me, I mean, we're out on the Broncos, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think at 0-4, it's going to be pretty tough to come back anyway regardless mm-hmm. of how good you think the team is. It's just a tough um, – it's just a tough way to kind of, like, dig yourself out of, hole, of a yep. hole. So, um, yeah, but the only other thing that I kind of want to touch upon, like, as, like, a whole NFL thing is kind of talk about the whole, like, NFL suspension of um, Dante's Perfect, who ends up getting suspended for the rest of the year, and maybe have a, a bigger conversation about, like – had helmet to helmet hits and things like that. You kind of like saw an example of that in the um, in the Bills uh, Patriots game with uh, Josh Allen getting hit. Um, I think a lot of other people were kind of talking about the Marcus Peters hit as well um, as he returns the um, the ball or f- returns uh, the interception for a touchdown um, against Jameis Winston. He gets laid out by a a Tampa Bay lineman um, to the side of the head. And in terms of whether or not there's, uh, I guess, parity within the league when looking at helmet to helmet hits um, and the attention drawn towards them, whether it be from whether 
whether the hit is received from a defensive player or whether it's kind of received from, or like whether the hit is on like a quarterback, if the attention is way different depending on like what the, uh, what position ends up becoming harmed. So like, what what are your general thoughts on like maybe the perfect suspension? Um, I think honestly it's warranted because he's had a history of them, but um, I think there's other people out there that the punishment doesn't really fit the crime specifically in this instance, but maybe because of all the past troubles that he's had, it's warranted. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing for the league overall. I Obviously, obviously if it was another player, we might have a different story, but Vontaze Berthic definitely has it, this history of being, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're not surprised by the hit at all that he delivered and uh, completely unwarranted after the fact he was just no remorse at all so I mean the league has to get tougher on this in my opinion um, it, it's just we're I think we're cutting back on some hits but anytime I kind of see that like 10 minute timeout or just a player I'm like is this guy even moving like is he do we have another like you know I don't know, like Shazier kind of thing. Like, it scares the hell out of me. Uh, it, it really I mean, makes me conflicted with, like, my love of football. So it, it's it's definitely a topic um, that I don't know if we'll be able to fully cover um, in this podcast. But, yeah, really conflicting feelings when I see those types of helmet-to-helmet hits um, and anything we could do to get rid of those moving forward or discourage them. Uh, I, I definitely welcome. Yeah, I mean, it happened a couple times as well in that, like, Philadelphia uh, Packers game. Uh, Jamal Williams ends up getting stretched off. I believe Avante Maddox ends up getting stretched off. Oh, the yeah. Eagles. So, like, yeah, it kind of goes into, like, whether or not, like, these guys are safe enough. But, like, I think just inherently you're not going to, like, and it, this is, like, the age-old debate of, like, you're not going to be able to take out contact within a contact sport like this in football, like you can make provisions to make it safer like they're doing now, but you're just not going to be able to take out all the, the safety risks that are out there within this game. So, um, I mean, it's warranted in terms of like what they're trying to do in, in terms of making it as safe as possible. But I think any football player has a, has a known risk of um, them kind of struck, kind of like working on this, um, I guess, like, I guess, like working on and working in this game and being able to understand like those risks at, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, other than that, Mike, let's kind of move on to the week five games. Um, like, are there where do you want to start? I mean, we can kind of just go roll through them and kind of give our give our thoughts and maybe give like a a quick prediction in terms of who we have. So Mike, yep. um Rams Seahawks Thursday night game come we're recording this late on a Tuesday night going into Wednesday morning. So the Rams Seahawks Thursday night who I think this is one of the better games this week. Who do you have in this game? And uh, maybe talk through some of like the potential storylines. Yeah, yeah. So I'll uh, I'll definitely take the Rams 
here for this game. Uh, I know it's in Seattle. Um, the Seahawks are home, which is typically a really tough stadium to play in. But for me, I, I think the Rams feel kind of embarrassed and, and just, you know, kind of prove it. Like, they are a better, more talented team than the Seahawks. Um, and I think this is a game that they come really fired up for, whereas the Seahawks, um, I, I mean, I don't want to say they're going to get caught sleeping, but for me, I, I just kind of like the Rams on the short week um, to kind of um, come back from that disappointing show against the Bucks and show that they're a legitimate NFC contender. Yeah, this is a this is an important bounce back week for the Rams um, in terms of whether or not they're going to establish them as, themselves as one of the better teams. It, it's like kind of interesting, like in terms of like what this game is going to say. Um, for the playoff picture down the road just because of how hugely important it is, and it's a division game as well. Um, but like I mentioned before, 13 out of the 16 NFC teams are 2-2 two and two or better. So um, to have, like, one of these close games, it's going to be really interesting. I actually have this, uh, the Rams winning as well just because of kind of what you mentioned I think they'll be a little bit motivated coming off of that week against Tampa uh, to sh- to be prepared and really show what they have against this team. So, yeah. Awesome. Both have the Rams? Yeah, both have the Rams. Um, I think it's going to re- be a really close game, though, really tight one. Um, mm. So, Mike, uh, let's go into our team. Uh, we, get, we got one week of reprieve from mm. uh, the struggling and kind of having to deal with the headache that they are. Um, yep, they're 0-3 right now. Uh, there's kind of talk about whether or not Sam Darnold might be coming back this week. Uh, he's been listed as questionable. I think he got cleared for non-contact drills. Um, but I don't – I ultimately think he's going to sit out this week uh, just, mm-hmm. to be, just to be sure that he's okay and then um, maybe come back next weekend. But I think he ultimately ends up sitting this weekend. It's away at uh, Philly. I think the Eagles take this fairly comfortably. Um, Mm. The Jets aren't good. They're just not a good team. And I think Ah. uh, Mm. really, like, Mm. I I just don't think they're a good team. Like, their offensive line has struggled a, a ton. Um, they've had a ton of injuries, and I think that's kind of contributing to what some of what they're going through. But it's like I guess like it's tough to evaluate, especially with them not having a starting quarterback and being on their third string quarterback. Um, and you could kind of look at that, but I think the third string quarterback scenario kind of revealed some of the flaws defensively that they've had um, and their offensive line um, in in revealing some of the flaws there in their offensive line and not being good at all. Um, And I'm not exactly sure how much Sam Darnold's coming back really changes. Um, I mean, I guess they can prove me wrong, but I just don't know like how good they are. And I think they really need to retool that offensive line. Yeah, I agree. Um, that, for me, is one of the biggest question marks our offensive line. But at the same time, if Sam Darnold were to play, I don't think that the Philadelphia Eagles are a, 
I think they're a good team. Um, actually, one of the better two and two NFC teams. Um, we had them early on for the playoffs, but I don't think the Jets have had a fair shot to show what they are. To be very honest, we think the Bills might be pretty good, actually. Um, and playing against that defense, it was kind of a fluky game. So I do think that they could have definitely beaten the Bills against the Browns. I mean, just you're you're processing the Darnold stuff. You're processing like. Simeon going down. Uh, I mean, if we're playing Luke Falk against the Eagles, totally agree with you. It's it's a clear loss for our Jets. Um, with Darnold, and if he's feeling good, I don't know. I think that this could be a sneaky, a sneaky, sneaky game. Um, but that's only if Darnold's playing and, and uh, we think he's actually okay. But yeah, I, I mean, overall, even with Darnold playing, I, I just want to raise the point that the Jets could be a little sneaky, but I still have the Eagles for sure. Yeah, I think it's the Eagles until like the Jets show anything otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of interesting that we have two different perspectives um, on this Jets team, and maybe it's because you're in SF and I'm here in New York, and I, I get to hear all the New York media kind of go off on the Jets um, and kind of be like, oh, this guy is falling, they're done, they're terrible. Um, all that stuff, and you're a little bit more removed from that. Um, yep. But, but yeah, I just don't think this Jets team is good, and it's not anything new. So, like, you know, I get to move on with my life and, and in, it, enjoy my life for what it is just because, like, the Jets aren't, you know, it's not a surprise that they're not good. Um, right. I mean, I, I look at the talent on the team. Like, you got C.J. Mosley, who's injured, unfortunately. Quinnen Williams will be back, though. Um, Jamal Adams is a stud. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, we have okay options at wide receiver. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that this team is – it should not be an Owen like – we should not be 2-14, and 14, right? We should not be, like, honestly, 3-13. and 13. Like, we should be – that's a – it's not – it's like a 5-11, 6-10 team minimum for me. Um Darnold's getting sick. Like I, just, I can't believe he kind of killed their season. <laughs> yeah, it killed their that. it killed their season. But I also think like yeah, like I think they'll kind of like recover a little bit more, especially with some of the their the easier part of their schedule coming up, um, like after the next couple of games. So um, I think they'll kind of recover and end up at like five and eleven or six and ten, but. Um, yeah, not not great so far. So I wouldn't be surprised about anything, honestly. But yeah, not not so not too great of a result for them. Um, so I guess moving on, like Jaguars, Panthers. Um, I think it's kind of pitting the NFC South, AFC South type of thing. Um, all the struggles there in terms of like what's going to be going on with this team. Uh, or with both teams, and it's like I don't really have a great gauge on uh, what's going to happen with this game at all. Um, you might have a better gauge. I I actually like the Panthers here, just going home with the home uh, home team here, um, and I think they beat the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, I'll go I'll go with the Jaguars actually instead. Um, I think Jalen Ramsey back. Hopefully he's engaged. Um, I mean, Kyle Allen's going to be playing a pretty tough 
pretty tough defensive team. I mean, the Texans and Cardinals, like, not very good teams, uh, especially on the defensive end. Um, I think that he's going to really – I think he might struggle, actually. Um, McCaffrey, we know, I mean, is a beast. So if they could take away Kyle Allen and just, you know, stack the box, eight-man box or something, I think that they can slow down McCaffrey a little bit here. Um but yeah, that that's just my two cents. I'll I'll go with the Jaguars here, but I don't feel comfortable with it. I think the Panthers are a good team. I think the Jaguars can be a good team. Not totally in on the Minshew train yet, although I love them. Um, but yeah, give me give me the Jaguars slightly here. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Vikings Giants. Uh, I kind of gave my like thoughts on both teams earlier earlier in the pod, but um, I think this is going to be like the the Giants, I guess, uh, make or break type of game in terms of whether or not they're the real deal. And I just don't really believe in them, even though they're at home. Um, I, that line, five and a half, incredible yeah. for Minnesota. That's that's disrespectful for two two-and-two two teams. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm still taking the Vikings. Maybe I'd take the Giants in the – you know, um, in terms of if we're kind of choosing choosing the line, but um, I think I'm take just like in terms of like a pure like we're going money line who we'd get for the um, who we choose um, just straight up. I think I'm choosing the Vikings here. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll take the Vikings as well. Um, I I I think I think you know honestly, our boy. Uh, Danny, Danny Jacobs here. I, I just, sorry, Danny, Danny Jones here. Not, not a believer. I think he's going to struggle against Vikings. Um, this, this Giants defense is horrible. So I think the Vikings are able to put up points. It's a nice bounce back game for Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that the Vikings take this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, so Mike, that's uh, week number two in terms of you getting Daniel Jones's name wrong. So it's uh, I, I keep thinking does, Jacobs for some reason. Does, does he have just too generic of a of a name to be a good quarterback in this league uh, and be well known? So it's kind of funny that you messed up his name twice in two weeks. Um, so um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a late night podcast. Late late night podcast. Getting the caffeine going kind of tough. Uh, getting the brain going, but yeah, um, we'll see. I, I just am not a believer in this Giants team, even though I see like all my friends that are Giants fans going incredibly nuts and crazy about this team, uh, getting super excited. So um, it's really, I think it's good if he's a good player for them because you get the Giants fans happy and excited, but uh, for us Jets fans, it's kind of like uh, like we have to deal with this over and over again. So, Mike, moving on, Falcons, Texans. I think this is – I think people would think it's an intriguing matchup, but the Falcons just haven't shown that they're good and they're away. Um, they've kind of just shown that they they fall into these, like, two touchdown early uh, – these touch two touchdown deficits early on in games. Um, and haven't found ways to come back. You would think, like, with their passing attack, with, like, all their passing options and Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, mm-hmm. Mohamed Sanu, like, you'd think, like, this team would be able to 
kind of dig themselves out of holes, but I think they've struggled with injuries, especially along that offensive line. Um, and keeping pressure off of Matt Ryan has been a struggle for them. And with the 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 injuries that they've had to their two draft picks and on their right side of their offensive line, it's been a huge struggle for them to like get any type of offensive consistency going. I'm going Texans pretty comfortably at home. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going with Texans, but not as comfortably as you here. I mean, I'm out on the Falcons. I just, I'm out on the Falcons, not because they're not talented, but I think that they're just like some kind of bad, you know, luck. I mean, juju, bad luck. Yeah, like, you know, Matt Ryan, like, just makes a dumb throw. Um, Devontae Freeman, like, fumbles a ball here and there. Like, the Falcons. You think it's stemming back from the Super Bowl, like, the 28 to 3 stuff? Patriots. No, I mean, I don't know if I believe that kind of thing, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just not comfortable with the Falcons. Like, they're on paper as talented as, you know, a potential, like, playoff team. But I just don't trust them. And I just, yeah, I'll go with the Texans as well here, but I don't feel comfortable about it. I think the Falcons, like, they could turn it on in any of these games. Um, that's just my thought. Like they're gonna win some games. Like they're not gonna go. I they're not gonna go like four and twelve in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I think they could go like six and ten, which is like I think would be kind of shocking for this team, which would also cause Dan Quinn to get fired probably. Um, so I I'm not sure like how good this team is, um, especially with their offensive line struggles. But we'll see. Uh, Mike, Bucks Saints, uh, another really interesting NFC South matchup. Um, kind of like a like who knows what goes on. Um, the Bucks showed something against the Rams last week or this past week, getting that huge win. Um, what are your thoughts on this te- uh, this matchup? The Saints end up pulling up pulling out a pretty big win against a good Dallas team, I think. Um, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't have a great feel for this game um, at all. I I don't know. I I just chose the Saints because, like, they're at home, but I don't really have a great feel. I could totally see the Bucks winning this game, um, especially with the offensive firepower uh, they showed last week. But they kind of also showed that how inconsistent they are. Yeah, I mean, I'll um... – yeah, uh, I I want to take the Bucks, but I mean the Saints. Uh, they're one of my favorite teams in the uh, beginning of the year, um, preseason. I had I think I had them winning. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm gonna keep rolling with the Saints. They uh, they paid off well against Dallas. Uh, they're at home, only favored by three and a half, which is kind of kind of surprising uh, against a Bucks team that lost to the friggin' like Giants. Um, and the 49ers. So, so for me, I'll I'll go with the Saints. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Saints as well. Teddy Bridgewater. I I don't believe in you, but I believe in the rest of this team. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, so my Bills Titans. Uh, this Bills Titans team, like, this is kind of one of those games that even if 
we stay get away. Yeah, stay away game. I just like even if you get a winner from this game, like I don't know if it's gonna reveal much about either of these teams. We're gonna still be like next week. Eh, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure like what it really reveals for both of these teams um, because I don't think either team provides a good measuring stick. Um, they're just kind of like these like I would say like. 500 teams like eight and eight type of teams like that maybe be kind of be in the playoff picture but don't really have the talent to be there um so i'm not exactly sure like how how you feel about this game uh obviously don't really know what the health of josh allen's going to be like um what are your thoughts on it i i'm just taking the titans but this is not like a really comfortable pick for me at all. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the Titans as well. And the game will kind of come down to like the Bills defense versus Mariota. I could see a world where Mariota just gets picked off, fumbles the ball, like just destroyed by this Bills defense. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I honestly don't care if Josh Allen's playing or not that much um he has not played particularly well even though he has shown some leadership aspects uh, he hasn't played well i think he's had like more six interceptions and like three touchdowns so for me yeah i'll take the titans i i don't think the bills team was that good to be honest yeah totally agree with that so mike uh moving on uh cardinals Bengals. can we do it in like two seconds like mm. they're both bad teams like not yep. exciting. I Give me the know. Cardinals. I'll take yeah. the Cardinals to get their first win. Okay, you got the Cardinals. I got the Bengals. At least one of us will be right. For Bengals look so bad. But they look terrible. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll see. But I got the Bengals. Let's move on because that game is terrible and no one will be watching outside of those two teams' fans. So, Mike, Patriots, Redskins. Is this like another just easy – like? I mean, yeah, the we Redskins talked about the Patriots' bad. schedule. They're yeah, they're bad. horrible. And, uh, yeah, the Patriots are going to – like, we talked about their schedule. I think Patriots, easy, rolling, like, kind of – Over-under. Would you take the over-under for two interceptions? Uh, that's, like, right – I'd probably take the over. But, the, I mean, that – the the Pats, like um, defensively have been so good. They've only allowed one touchdown in – in four games a quarter of the season. It's like, it's really impressive, like how good that defense looks. And that defense is ultimately carrying their, their team right now. Um, and I don't really expect that to change, especially against this uh, Redskins team. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I think we can pass. I mean, the line's at 15 for New England. Um, do the Redskins cover at home? No, I don't think so. I think the nope. Patriots. Nope. nope. I like. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I probably have the Patriots as well. Um, like so, Raven Steelers, uh, old AFC North rivals. Like maybe the the sparks still there. Uh, the rivalry still there, obviously. So regardless of what their what these guys' records are, um, I think it doesn't really matter. Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting game just just in terms yep. of, like, whether or not the Ravens are actually good and in terms of, like, Lamar 
um, kind of asserting himself in this game because I think um, people, especially with Mason Rudolph being in at quarterback for uh, the Steelers and them starting off one and three, I think a lot of people kind of expect the Ravens to go in there and win. But I'm not – I don't feel as comfortable with that, especially with what uh, the Ravens showed last week against the Browns being at home. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take the uh, the Ravens here. I the Steelers burned me in the beginning of the year. Um, I I really went in with this offense, and um, I'm kind of out. I I've watched a lot of their games, and I've just not been impressed with the constant flat routes. Um, and it's a lot I, of I, dink I, and dunk. It, it's it's a lot of short short gains. Um, you know, Juju was not involved against the Bengals, right? Oh, don't worry. I'll get into Juju, who's on my fantasy team later on. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a believer in the Steelers team. I do think the Ravens. I don't know if you know people were anointing them like top three team in the AFC. No, that's not where they are for me. But I do think that they're a solid football, solid, well coached, and talented football team. And I think that they can get, you know. Get it taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I see. Totally agree. So, my yep. Ra- Raiders, Bears, I think this will be another interesting game, interesting. kind of like. Yeah. In London. Are we. Are you in on the Raiders in London? Oh, I am not on the Raiders in, okay. uh, in London. <laughs> um, not against this Bears defense, which I think is ridiculously good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why I kind of traded Josh Jacobs, actually. Um, <laughs> I saw I saw that he was playing the Bears. I'm out. And uh, then has a bye. So I need all the wins I could get. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, actually no bye. Yes, there's a bye uh, after the Bears game. I was right. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm both out. Teams out out on the Raiders, give me the Bears. This defense is is so good still. Um yeah. Yeah, and, and if Mitch Trubis I think Trubisky's probably gonna be out for this game. Um and Chase Daniels gonna kinda show like yeah, Trubisky's not that good. So like mm-hmm. I yeah, we'll be able to replace him. He kinda showed some of that last week against the Vikings kinda coming on in release. Uh yeah, I like the Bears away. Or, I don't know, pseudo away um, in London um, against the Raiders as well. Mike, Broncos, Chargers. Uh, I think this is one of those games, Mike, that I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos pulled it off, even though um, I think a lot of people would pin the Chargers as winning this game. Like, we talked about how close the Broncos have been in each of their, each of their games this year. Um, like, don't you kind of see potential like classic Chargers expected to win, and they kind of pull have like the shocking result? I, I mean, I don't. I I think the Chargers okay. are a good football team. Melvin, uh, Melvin Gordon back. I I think that the Chargers kind of roll here. I don't. The Broncos' run defense never been good. Um, Chubb is. Sorry, uh, yeah, Bradley Chubb, um, injured reserve now. So, I mean, 
I think the Chargers kind of have looked good. They kind of keep rolling with another win against the Broncos pseudo home here. Yeah, and Melvin and Melvin Gordon ends up featuring in this game coming back. Um, yep, from, it's another good solid weapon for Philip yeah. Rivers. Yeah, we didn't even touch upon the holdout and like how much of a disaster that was for him. Um, mm-hmm. Just like in terms of negotiations and like they're like basically just like oh here's a four, quick four game preview of what it, life is going to be like without Melvin Gordon and guess what the Chargers figured out it's gonna be okay with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson so like I don't really I mean they lost the Lions and Texans so do you you think that Melvin Gordon if he was playing in those games like honestly Eckler looked pretty amazing in those games Um, I don't know if it was their run game that costed them though in that in those games yeah I I, I agree I just think it's like it it was all this other stuff that ended up like defensively, but it it wasn't their run game. I thought that really costed them maybe outside of a fumble yep. um, by Eckler, but like, I don't know. Overall, I just thought Eckler kind of pretty much replaced like 90% of what uh, Melvin Gordon did. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I could be proven <laughs> wrong um, in the, in the upcoming weeks, but I think, kind of Gordon and his agent show just kind of saw like, yeah, this our position's not getting any stronger here, um, by just sitting out. So I better get back in there and kind of like assert myself and kind of prove that I deserve this money. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love it. Um but yeah, I'm gonna take the Chargers. So we shall see with this game. This I think this is my upset pick of the week. I think I have the Broncos here. Um Kind of surprised, but yeah, I think I'm the Broncos here. Pure upset pick of the week. Just a shot in the dark. It'll make me look like a genius if I get it right. <laughs> if I get it wrong, no harm, no foul, because the yep. Broncos, they're owned for. Um, and then they'll be owned five. So, like, it wouldn't be a surprise. But why not take a take a long shot on the Broncos? Mm-hmm. Mike, I think this is a marquee game of the week. Packers, Cowboys, uh, four. T- 425 Eastern game. What do you see from this game? Yeah, a marquee game, Cowboys, Packers. Um, I mean, Dallas, three and a half line. I would I kind of like the Packers here. Kind of like the Packers. Um, Interesting. Is this just a pure, like, you like Rodgers better than Dak type of thing? Or is there something more to be seen? Or sad about this game. I mean, we think the Packers' defense is not bad, right? Um, no, they've proven completely otherwise in terms of them being pretty almost, good. I mean, honestly, like, maybe almost probably at a similar level to the Saints. And I just think that this Packers' offense will put up points, assuming Devontae Adams is completely healthy um, and not limited. So, I mean, give me the Packers here. I'll take the Packers. Um, I'll take the Cowboys. The game. Of, yeah, I'll take the Cowboys. Kind of be contrarian a little bit. But, um, like, who are the Cowboys beaten? Who who we're impressed with? He beat the Giants. No, we're not Redskins, impressed. With, yeah. And Dolphins. Whereas the Packers have beaten a great Bears team, Vikings, and a frisky Broncos team against the Eagles. Ah, that was tough. Tough loss to watch. Yeah. I, 
this is not like a really this isn't like one of those picks that I've had like based on analysis. It's just more like a feel type of thing and I think it's just gonna be up they're gonna be up for the game at home and I think like this is since it's gonna be like one of these marquee games, I, I have a feeling Zeke is gonna get the ball a lot in this game. Um and he's I think this is the one this is the game like he kind of like tr- tries to prove uh his value uh of the contract that he received. Um so yeah. I think Zeke ends up kind of showing out in this game. Interesting. Yeah, I think we should mark these uh, differences down and compare for next week. Yep, I got them down. So Packers, Cal, hold on. I'm going to write these down so we don't forget. Packers, Cowboys, we got Broncos, Chargers, Jaguars, Panthers, um, I think, I mean, did we differ on Ravens-Steelers? Um, no. I think we both had the Ravens. Uh, I believe. Bucks-Saints, Bucks, were you going with the Bucks or Saints? Saints. Yep, Saints. Okay, Bills-Titans, we were both on Titans. Um, yeah, I think those are like the two differences in. Yeah. Three, three. Yeah. Three differences. Um, oh, Rams, Seahawks, I believe, as well. Mm. You had the Seahawks? Or no, we both had the Rams there, so. Um, yeah. Interesting stat that uh, the Seahawks are apparently, like, I don't know, like some crazy win percentage um, like in a primetime game under Pete Carroll. Something to think about, which made me kind of waver on my uh, Rams call. All right, are you going to make the switch right now? No, I can't make the switch. I like the Rams too much. Okay. I'm I'm invested in Cooper Cup. He needs to get me a big game here. Yeah. He's uh yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh we got two more games left before we kind of talk about fantasy and close out the pod. Mike Colts Chiefs, I think that's kind of going to be a pretty decent Sunday night game as well. Um I have the Chiefs here um not surprising, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer than people think. I so for me, if there's no Ty Hilton, um, I might I might bench Marlon Mack here for really. Someone. Yeah, no, I, I I don't know. Like I I feel like this could get in a blowout territory. Um, the Colts game script really did not. Um, did not come in favor good. against the yeah. Raiders. So I think that the Chiefs kind of just go up quick and the Colts don't have nowhere near as close to the firepower to kind of get anywhere close to the Chiefs. That is true. So we'll see. I I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than you think. Um, I think the, I think the Chiefs defensively have kind of proven a couple of things in terms of them not being that great defensively. Um, and I think um, Jacoby Brissett's going to be able to exploit that. Who's been fairly impressive, um, I think. Mm. Um, I think especially with all the whole Andrew Luck type of stuff. But, um, yeah, he's been fairly impressive kind of coming in and filling in those shoes. Yep. I mean, when you get the line, you got some, you have some time. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, yeah, how about this stinker of a game? Monday night, Browns, 49ers. Not that big of a stinker because the the 49ers are um, undefeated, sitting at 3-0 and uh, right now. And uh, the Browns have been, like, the sexy, like, kind of, like, I guess, sexy pick this year. Only sitting at 2-2, two and two, I believe. But they're... Um, they have a lot of headlines with Baker, uh, you know, tweeting away, uh, talking on social media, OBJ, all this type of stuff. OBJ has been struggling actually um, in terms of production, uh, almost getting choked out by Marlon Humphrey in the WWE style type of wrestling move. But Mike, what are your thoughts on this game? Do you think at home against, the Browns, do you think SF pulls this off and kind of continues their surprising undefeated uh, start? No, I, I think um, I'm catching some Browns, like, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that um, during the fantasy part, but give me the Browns here. Browns, okay. That's pretty interesting here. All right. I, I, I'm not exactly sure if I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I'll go 49ers, actually. So that's another one that we'll uh, differ on here as well. Um, yeah, I'm just not a believer in this Browns team, I guess. Yeah, I'm really, I really hate the coaching. Um, but yeah, I mean, what Baker showed against that, not, I mean, not Baker, honestly, but I mean, what the overall Browns showed against the Ravens, um, that's a great win. Uh, away, and I mean Chubb looked like the real deal. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I think that that's how you got to keep playing with Jarvis. Like, just feed him early so that it it kind of, it, I mean he was so open because it, the Ravens put so much attention on OBJ um, totally in that great. game. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you go for that easy money when OBJ is getting like doubled like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like the Browns here um, in this game. I think that they're starting to figure some stuff out. Um, I mean, a lot was kind of coming together. Now, with the hype kind of dying down, you know, I think that they're going to get a little bit more comfortable. But I think, you know, initially it was just really hard for them to, like, get their ground, right, and live up to that hype. Yeah. Totally. Young team. Yep. Totally Young team. A lot of fresh faces. Um, I think that they're starting to settle down, so I'll take the Browns here. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to fantasy before we close out the pod, Mike. Um, what, how did, give me your fantasy update. I didn't have a positive week at all. It seems like for me, it's kind of going good week, bad week, good week, bad week, not getting any consistent performances at all. Uh, how'd your week end up turning out? Yeah, so I'll I'll start with my um, you know, went one and one overall in the win in the winning league. Um, so two and two in that league. Honestly, had a few pretty close losses, but um, you know, some interesting developments. I actually did trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, interesting. What was the trade? It was Jeff Jacobs and Brandon Cooks for OBJ. So I oh, kind of... Uh, wait, wait. 
you're going off on all these names. Sorry, Jeff Jacobs. Who is this? I'm oh, sorry, John. <laughs> late, 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 late night podcast. So uh, we had Josh Jacobs and Brandon Cooks for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and for me, I, I kind of, I kind of love the deal. Um, I always love the two for oneers. Uh, I gave, you know, I gave some, you know, a solid RB two and a solid R, you know. WR2 for a what I think is a clear wide receiver one. I know he had a really down week, but he really was blanketed and had so much attention on him that game. I think that with the emergence of Chubb, Jarvis Landry as a threat, um, you know, OBJ does open up a little bit more moving forward. And I think that Baker is starting to get a little bit more comfortable um, with him. So I really, I, I like the trade. Um, I think that it's a good move overall. And I just saw Josh, uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, and uh, I saw Bears by not really loving that. Um, and, you know, he, he had a solid floor. He's going to get carries, but I thought that he could have, you know, I thought he might have been more, which he was not. So um, I'm happy to take the value and, and get the big name OBJ here. All right. So, how's the weeks end up going for you, uh, matchups wise? Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. I, thankfully, in the in the league that I won, um, it's uh, David Johnson pretty well. It's a I'm crazy to... fifteen team league that has like a weird linebacker rule. No, unfortunately, that I mean, that's in my own four league it's it's pretty brutal i uh i have one of the highest points against and also the one of the highest points scored it's 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 kind of incredible um i lost the game there just because unfortunately our guy james connor uh couldn't give me one more point um yeah it was quite brutal uh he was having such a great game couldn't get me to the finish line there for that game played against someone who's really now Three and zero. We have a buy um, <laughs> for each person, but you know that I, I played one against one of the strongest teams. Unfortunately, couldn't get the victory because James Conner, um, you know, J- Jalen Samuels decided to vulture off a few catches. Totally agree. So, Mike, um, kind of update for me. Ended up losing both uh, leagues, so I got my first loss in the joint league that I'm like ju- uh, co-owning a team. And, and that was kind of, I mean, couldn't really do much because the guy put up like 170 points on us. Um, mm-hmm. And we just kind of, we had Kittle sitting, T.Y. was sitting. So we ended up having to start Dontrell Inman, um, which kind of sucked um, for us. And Keenan Allen kind of, didn't go off like expected um, against the, mm. the the Dolphins. So there, there are just some, some struggles there, um, unfortunately. But it's fantasy and we do that. So um, definitely having um, a couple of depth issues, I guess, a little bit on this team. Um, I think the top end talent's pretty good. Like we have uh, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry entrenched in their running back spots. If T.Y. comes back, 
uh, T.Y. Hilton and Keenan Allen at wide receiver tight ends, George Kittle, and then kind of this rotating cast of characters um, in the flex spot. So um, not a bad team and feeling fairly confident over teams that we're playing. So shout out to, to my friend AK as we're kind of uh, making moves in that in that league. Um, in my other league, I dropped to two and two. I'm sitting in fourth place right now. Um, kind of a down, just like a down week for me last week. Ended up only putting up 81 points overall in a standard league. Um, nice. No one, no one produced for me. Julio Jones, uh, 50 yards. So he ended up getting me five points. Sammy Watkins, after that, like, week one, has not produced at all, basically, um, uh, which is, like, kind of surprising, especially within that offense, but kind of not, actually, because of how inconsistent of a player Sammy Watkins is. Christian McCaffrey's been a stalwart for me, but Marlon Mack didn't have a great week uh, this week. Jared Cook, I need a tight end, but like all the good tight ends are taken. So I'm, I have no idea like who to pick at all. Juju's kind of struggled, especially with big Ben going out. And now like, I don't like, I was expecting him to be like a wide receiver uh, too for me. And he's just struggled completely. Uh, LaShawn McCoy sat on my bench this week. So uh, that was fairly frustrating. So uh, yeah, I, I am uh, currently like, there's just a lot of inconsistencies and I don't know like who to rely on, uh, which is kind of tough because just trying to like figure out matchups and who to start is uh, definitely been time consuming um, trying to figure out what is going on with this team. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether or not to maybe uh, trade one of uh, LaShawn McCoy or Devontae Freeman for uh, a better tight end type of option. So hmm. um, interesting. So I don't know who to maybe Austin Cooper, someone like that, uh, Delaney Walker for one of those guys. Even though maybe the point production's not there, uh, being able to trade one of those guys to have a, a clear upgrade over Jared Cook would definitely be uh, welcomed for me as well. So mm. be on the lookout for that. Uh, but other than that. Not much else. Um, feeling decently well uh, about where I'm sitting in both leagues. So uh, no panic as of right now. So, Mike, any other stuff that you want to talk about before I close out the pod? Yeah, I mean, this is a critical week. Um Oh and four at O and four, it's going to be pretty tough to make the fantasy playoffs, I, I, isn't it? It is crazy. I've been the regular season. I've done really well in the regular season in this league, but have never been able to put it together in the playoffs. I think I've been in like first or second place for most um, of the years in, in, in this league. It, it's just been a, a really, you know, bad decline uh, for me in that league. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's the Broncos I'm putting up points doing all the right things. It's just getting scored ridiculous amounts of points against me. Yeah, so it'll be a really uh, interesting, interesting week. So, Mike, uh, thanks for coming on again to this podcast. And special, special kind of surprise, 
next week, I will be flying out to San Francisco to come visit you. So we might do a podcast live out there uh, together. So you guys will get some better audio quality um, coming in on the podcast. And me and Michael will be watching games together next week out in SF. So we'll be able to kind of like talk through some of our football thoughts and kind of enjoy the games together. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, any suggestions about food recommendations um, or things to do out in SF are more than welcome. So please reach out to me there. Um, really looking forward to it. Looking forward to the podcast. Looking forward to seeing you, Mike. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to do that. So guys, thanks again for uh, listening. And Mike, thanks again for coming on to the pod. I got a girl with a mind on love The kind of love that is dangerous It knocks me down but I get back up And I'm addicted, I can't get enough